Oh, yes. Sylvie's face spread into a smirk. Thanks for reminding me that my best friend's selling out to the man. Are you calling me a sellout, comrade? Eva paused to search for a suitable comeback, but eventually gave up. Okay, fine. I'm selling out. But at least it's to a high bidder. And do you know what? I have lived the alternative to selling out. And it's towns full of shipbuildings with nothing to do, where everyone dresses the same and has the same views on everything and woe betide you if you're different in any way. Unmoved, Sylvie twirled an imaginary moustache. Capitalist running dog. Everyone was smiling now, but each of the smiles contained a glint of steel, the flinty protrusion of a serious undertone which had been the subject of a thousand drink-fueled arguments over the last few years. Simultaneously aware of the futility of the endeavour yet unable to resist making her case one last time, Eva launched into her spiel. All you have to do is open your eyes and look around at the world. Capitalism is the system that's produced the greatest wealth and freedom. It may not be terribly equal, but then nothing is more equal and no equality easier to arrange than ensuring that everyone is equally fucked. Anyway, it's all right for you, she nodded towards Sylvie. You're one of those people who'll be fine wherever they go. Not all of us can just sail through life on raw talent, you know. Sylvie grinned but didn't demur and not for the first time Eva experienced the treacherous sensation that her sadness at going their separate ways was tinged with a hint of excitement about finally wriggling out from Sylvie's shadow. When do you set off on your travels anyway? Is your mum picking you up? Benedict asked the others, and Eva glanced over to see Lucian's features assemble themselves into a sort of sneering bravado. It made her think as she had a thousand times since the night they'd spent together, about how much he hated his vulnerabilities being exposed, and how maybe the reason there had never been a repeat of that night was that he couldn't quite forgive himself for having revealed them, or her for having seen them. Do be serious, he told Benedict. She's working off her latest drink-driving ban, and she wouldn't have come anyway. I'm persona non grata with her current bloke, remember? We're catching the train up to London this afternoon and staying the night with a mate in Fulham, Sylvie said. Our flight doesn't leave till tomorrow morning. How about you, Eva? What time does Keith get here? Benedict had met Eva's father, a lecturer in gender studies, at what he still insisted on referring to as Brighton Polly, on a number of occasions but was still clearly uncomfortable with calling him by his forename. Keith had always eschewed Dad as a title imbued as it was with patriarchal associations of authority. He was another one who had received the news of Eva's nascent investment banking career with less than unequivocal joy. He'd been so torn between paternal pride and Marxist disgust when she told him that she thought he might implode in a puff of cognitive dissonance. But as she'd explained, there was a third way now, a route between the heartless conservatism of old and the unavoidable impracticalities of socialism. A new world order was coming, and Eva intended to be a part of it. The Berlin Wall had come down and the Soviet Union had dismantled itself, and while calling it the end of history might be over-egging it a bit, it didn't feel too grand an assertion to say that it was the dawn of a new era, 
and not just for a freshly minted graduate. Well, your mother would have been proud, he'd allowed eventually, and Eva had swiftly changed the subject, as she always did when that quality of gruffness entered his voice. We'd better get going or we'll miss the train, Sylvie said to Lucian, and Eva looked round at her friends with a sudden sense of something precious sliding away from her. She didn't have her camera with her. It had already been packed up with the rest of her things. So instead, she tried to snatch the scene out of the air and etch it onto memory. Lucian, eyes darkly gleaming, Sylvie, hair flaming like a radioactive halo in the sunlight, and next to them, Benedict, silhouetted against clear blue sky, turning towards her now and catching her looking at him, breaking into his broad, lopsided smile. Hold it right there, she thought.